coming live from your parents' basement. The first issue of Cocktails and Comics with your hosts, Ryan Buckley, Ian O'Neill, and Sean Markle. All right, that's pretty good. Except the title, aren't we going to be Comics and Cocktails? I thought that's what he said. Coming to you live from... All right, enough of the lounge music. Let's get to the cocktails. Absolutely. So... Uh, first of all, thank you for listening to our first inaugural issue. It's going to be a little bit rough, but yeah. who says rough isn't fun? Um, We're starting with a time paradox. <laughs> no one's listening right now. Exactly. Maybe so, they never will. Uh, the point of this podcast is to talk about comics and have a few drinks with it. So I think the first thing we should do is say what we're drinking today. So what are we drinking today, Ryan? I got this. So today we're drinking a human torch. Clinky clink. Chin chin, guys. So we thought, because this is our inaugural first effort here, issue zero, our origin story, uh, we'd go to an origin story. So Fantastic Four was the first real Marvel comic that set off the Silver Age, uh, featuring the character of the Human Torch, who was also an older Marvel, one of the very first characters when they were called Timely, I believe. I think so. Although they changed him slightly, because he was... He was an and- Toro, he was, That was the android. Toro, yeah, the one, android. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Human yeah. Torch. Yeah, the end, he was like just going around melting Nazis. Which, I mean... Yeah. They he had, did his service. They were asking yeah. for it. Uh, not the Human Torch. There was uh, Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm of the Mar- Human Torch, uh, which is what our of a, name of a recent fantastic film. Yeah, it's weird how <laughs> we could, have you seen it? We could talk about. No, that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, it is yeah. really weird how one of the most like successful comic books that like ushered in the Silver Age of comics translates to the worst film, which could be considered the golden age of comic book movies. Yeah, they they just can't seem to get the Fantastic Four right. Right, on. there are three. Yeah, arguably films because there's. Which was the best one? Galactus Cloud, Fantastic Four. Oh, that was horrible. It's it the first one, maybe. Yeah, the first one. If you had to pick one, I guess I would go the first one. Yeah. All right, but, enough but, of that nonsense. Let's talk about what's in the drink. Yeah, it's one part cinnamon whiskey and two parts Dr Pepper, and it's all delicious. And if we're rating this cocktail out of four. What are we giving it? A Fantastic Four. A fantastic four yeah. it is. All right. I feel like we should like wow, you set it up and knocks and Parker Beauty this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so each week we're going to start with a cocktail and the recipe of the cocktail is going to be on our blog. We'll get to how you can reach us and all that stuff later. Uh, and then we're going to uh, segue into talking about comic book review. So what are we normally going to do, Ian? Well, we will talk about the comics that came out that week that we liked the most. I believe was the plan. Yeah. We probably won't read every book that comes out in the week, but we're going to read the main ones that are important to you and truthfully are important to us. Right. (laughs) So after that, we uh, will talk about comic book news, what's new in the industry, what exciting teasers are being thrown in our face that titillate us with whatever is coming our way. Games, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty much just general geek news. Yeah, news like that. And we're also going to have some guests lined up. We have uh, already contacted some people we're going to interview. We're going to talk to comic book retailers, uh, comic book documentarians. Uh, Yeah. But most importantly, what we're going to mainly be doing is talking about comic books in a place where we can talk about comic books because I don't know if it's the social norm to be able to sit there and be like, I think Daredevil could beat up Wolverine and get into that (laughs) truthful, honest discussion. That's true, actually. Yeah, we'll have those heated debates. This is our safe place. Yeah. So you don't have to. Exactly. So uh, I think the first thing we should do is talk about a book that came out this week that we really enjoyed. And that book is? 
Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to introduce it. Yeah, we're talking about Batman 44. Yeah, absolutely. So, Batman 44 by yeah. Scott Snyder and Jock. Yeah, co-written with uh, Brian Azzarello. Awesome. And uh, art by Jock. And uh, yeah, like, so this book was pretty much amazing. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really, really good. And I think the one thing that I really was impressed by this book, because I've been a fan of Snyder's run on Batman since when he was doing Detective with Dick Grayson as Batman. But what Snyder was able to do with Jock is take a Batman story and just by changing the artist, give it a completely different tone, even if it had the same writer. Yeah, absolutely. Like Greg Capullo has been nailing it, but seeing Jock take over, and I just love seeing like the cover alone. I have all of those detectives, except for the famous Joker cover, mm-hmm. which is super hard to find yeah. uh, and way overpriced. But like the cover is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, Jock's like nailing it. And the coloring, he always does. He always have the same guy doing that. Like the, uh, most of Jock's stuff, kind of looks similar. How do you pronounce that last way? name? Luffridge, Lowridge. Yeah, and apologies to him, obviously, because that's a <laughs> horrible pronunciation. But what's going on in Batman right now is actually Bruce Wayne has given up the mantle, so to speak. Uh, he's still in the book, but uh, well, in this book, he is Bruce Wayne. Exactly, but yeah. Commissioner Gordon has taken over from Batman in yeah. the current run. This is a flashback episode that deals with one of the villains that is being portrayed in the comics right now, a yeah, new Mr. villain called Mister Bloom. Mister Bloom, who's he was really new, creepy, and he's a new villain. And Snyder creation, a successful one, I think. It's hard to create yeah. heroes and villains, and I this one's really piqued my interest for sure. It's true. Like I would say, what has been like the most successful new creation within the past like twenty years for like characters? Because there's not really that that many when you like really break it down. Or twenty years. Like Deadpool, okay, 20 De- years Deadpool is, fits in 20 oh years. God. Yeah. They're printing money with him. and uh, <laughs> It's true, but... How long are we into yeah. our very first episode? First Deadpool uh, appearance? Yeah. I mean, it fits the... <laughs> I was thinking Deadpool question. 2, actually. Yeah. yeah. Rocket Raccoon, maybe? How old is that guy? I don't even know. Uh, I think he was around in the 70s. That seems yeah. like someone made up a, oh, this, this raccoon talks, and he was on acid. Well, um, in any event, the latest creation of the team of Guardians of the Galaxy is... That's true. ...is less than 20 years old, I'm pretty sure. But... I would say, like, in terms of the Batman Rogue Gallery, like, you can even talk to a non-comic book fan, and chances are they are going to be able to name more than just one Batman villain. Like, you have the Joker, obviously, but then you have the Penguin and the Riddler and Mr. Freeze. These are all kind of iconic villains. But being able to create a new villain that is intriguing enough that I want to keep reading more is very impressive. And I think Snyder is doing a great job. Yeah, Yeah, he's touched on those iconic villains so much, too, in his recent run. Like, he just came out of that, uh, was it Endgame? Yep. And uh, the the way that he dealt with the Joker and that, mm-hmm. and then uh, also the um, was it the Batman Eternal? Yep, it was like a whole bunch of different like with which the, again in, kind of introduced Hush. a new villain. Like I think oh Hush, that, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Although I guess it technically turned out to not be a new villain. Yeah, sort of. But then also, well, Hush was kind of still a new villain. But even like the Court of Owls, maybe just Snyder is yeah, really Court, of Court of Owls. That was good too. Yeah. yeah, Snyder's just really good at creating new ways to look at Batman through Mm -hmm. like these different villains. And I think with this issue, Batman 44 did, it kind of dealt with a lot of hot topics Mm -hmm. because it's not necessarily about Batman punching someone. It's about Batman getting back to like the detective roots of him trying to solve this murder. And it deals with that history of Gotham so well. Yeah. The street stuff, like the street level stuff, Mm -hmm. like that store and the violence and everything. And it felt at times to me uh, a little reminiscent of like year one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I found. I would agree with that. Uh, you you hit the nail, nail nail on the head for me, Sean, with the detective aspect. Like he's out there being a detective, which is what Batman is sold as, but not always doing. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, that's the best thing about Batman too, right? Like anyone from a sorority girl to a hardcore Dungeons and Dragons player to a football quarterback or something like that can wear a Batman shirt. Sometimes they can all be the same it. thing. Yeah, I'm not discriminating <laughs> at all. But I do want to be politically correct. But Batman is just, he means so much to so many people, but everyone's interpretation is different. So many people can look at the Christopher Nolan films and be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's my Batman. But like to me personally, my Batman is the Bruce Tim animated series Batman. Like that's oh, what yeah. I grew up with. Yeah. But I love this. I no, I can't. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Oh, <laughs> if I could do that, I would have so many better friends than knight. you guys. <laughs> um but and getting Batman back to like this detective route of like this this poor kid in Gotham is murdered and mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um and that's another thing too. The story was good besides the detective aspect. I was surprised in, in areas. I didn't see all the twists coming. Yeah. Which with comics happens a lot. Um, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Uh, and even though we know Mr. Bloom's giving out powers, like I didn't expect that to be. Yeah. When it tied into Man Bat and Kirk Langstrom and even with like the Venom like references, mm-hmm. like it was just a small subtle nod, but like that's the shit that like makes comic books great just to be like, Oh, you're talking to me. And yeah, of course, I already know all this stuff about Gotham. I already know that this is a fully vibrant world that exists in my brain. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was weird, like the timing, or was it good time? There's there a couple of stories or issues in to the Mr. Bloom story. Uh-huh. And then we kind of pause. Um, I liked it, actually, because things were... I thought it started off slow. Just when it started getting really interesting, mm-hmm. they kind of mm-hmm. put the brakes on, and they go backwards, introduce another artist... And now I'm just more like, I can't wait for 45 now. Now yeah, that I've yeah. got, I know a little bit more about this villain and his origins. And, yeah, I like and the, when they the play around with the timeline and stuff. But when you were saying like more so timing, like I don't know if you had anything else to say about that, Ian. But the timing for the book itself, because it kind of deals with socially relevant things mm-hmm. going on. Um, I guess spoilers for people who haven't read it yet. But it deals with a cop shooting an unarmed black teenager, which is very prevalent irrelevant in the news and mm-hmm. things like that and that's what i love about comics is that mm-hmm. it, because of like its monthly formula like it can reflect society in such a different way and it ha- can happen so quickly in the art form and i think that's what the medium of comic books are like people are really picking up on like all these social constructs like what happens if batman lived in detroit kind of situations or like mm-hmm. what's yeah i heard they were going to do that same storyline in squirrel girl but when they found out that batman was doing it they changed their mind <laughs> yeah probably you know probably a good decision i <laughs> hate squirrel girl i'm coming out Bold against move. squirrels so um, it's, uh, but yeah it's because you're sexist yeah uh less serious <laughs> but uh the timing for me i thought it was good timing uh take a little break from from gordon um I don't, I don't dislike the Gordon Batman, but I do. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people do. So I think it's kind of smart on their end to, like you said, put the brakes on it and give us a little taste of Bruce Wayne again. And uh, we also just got sort of in a previous issue, 43, um, our first really good look at Mr. Bloom and what's going on with him. Yeah. So to go back to sort of now more of an origin with him kind of makes sense. And I think I like the flow of it. To get back to Gordon, like I think that I don't mind him taking on the role. And I love the idea that he's like kind of off the radar. He's kind of being secretive because he's yeah. he's got, got the cop yeah. persona when he's in the suit. I like him better like out of that mechanized suit when he has that other kind of 
under bat armor yeah with a really cool logo yeah. and uh i think the coolest thing that they're doing with the heavy metal storyline which i think is that's what it's called or something along those lines is the idea of the bat signal shining down yeah it's like the whole like heavy it's armor cool. like uh new batman that's owned by this corporation because gotham will always need a batman mm-hmm. it has this bat symbol that flashes down instead of up so i think that's playing with that kind of dynamic and it's really interesting to see i like pennyworth's daughter what's her first name julia julia okay, yeah, yeah. yeah she's great <laughs> yeah penny too yeah and it's cool yeah. that like alfred is still missing an arm so it shows that mm-hmm. like there are repercussions for like mm-hmm. previous arcs because like that is one of like the downfalls of comics sometimes is that unless something is truly like game changing it will just kind of revert back to the same time yeah, yeah. like only somebody dying can really well even that's <laughs> <laughs> um the uh what do you guys how do you feel about the amnesia uh aspect why, like with Bruce, with Bruce. Yeah. You know, the way they explained it was great about the chemical coming into his cracked skull and then yeah. just repra- rep- like erasing those parts. Yeah, it's it's kind of the opposite of Morrison's Batman, where mm-hmm. like his backup is really the Batman persona, and yeah. Bruce Wayne is really the real, like the mask that he wears. Yeah. yeah, and it's turning that around. But I'm waiting for the Grant Morrison moment to happen, where you realize that like no, he really is Batman, he is, and yeah. he's denying his. Yeah. Like there's going to be a moment in the comic that's going to be amazing where he reclaims the mantle and it's going to be yeah. fantastic. I don't know if I would prefer if he was just like, just wanted to retire or not. The amnesia storyline you see all the time. Yeah. Um, but I also don't know if I would buy it. But doesn't he kind of, it's not really amnesia. Doesn't he remember and he doesn't, doesn't want that or. It's, it's, it's kinda, yeah, it's not really amnesia, but I mean. It's he's kinda, aware that he was amnesia. Batman, but was yeah. just like, no, this isn't me right now. This, I'm not Batman, I'm Bruce Wayne. But just to play devil's advocate, I you don't read a lot of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, like, that's true. How often do you read like Bruce Wayne just hanging out doing something? Like I, I'm more interested in to see like who Bruce Wayne is as opposed to Batman is right now. And I think that's what the Gordon arc can do by not killing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it provides room for the story. And there's clearly story there. And like this character is so old now. Like what hasn't been done, but Snyder is continuing to give it like a fresh take. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. Good point. I look forward to Batman each month. Yeah. I, we're going to probably have to thumb wrestle over who gets to have Batman as their pick of the week. Like the way <laughs> yeah. Snyder's been knocking out of the park. Well, you guys pretty much are just like DC sucks. I'm all Marvel. Come so on, I think I, not, I don't say that. <laughs> I don't specifically say that. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on to our next book. I think yeah, you, enough with DC. Let's move on. To yeah. <laughs> so you had read a book about Hydra. Oh, yeah, Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra. Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra. Yeah, that was a great book because we were going to talk about, like, the Secret Wars crossovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, like, none of them cross over with Secret Wars. It's true. Pretty much. But That's there's some every amazing... Every of all time. This is a whole bunch of, like, what-ifs and, yeah. like, multiverse kind of mashups. Now, there's been some good stuff. I fully agree with you. Like, nothing really... It, it sucks reading all these tie-ins because it doesn't have anything to do with the overall story of Secret Wars, which is Marvel's big event right now. And I think it's awesome. Like, I love Secret Wars. I look forward to each book. But all these tie-ins, it, they're able to play it off with these kind of what-if universes just because of the idea of Secret Wars and this battle world and stuff yeah, it's like cool. that. <laughs> so I can kind of give them a little bit credit. But at the same time, like, I keep reading all these stories and sometimes I'm just like, Okay, like that that was it. Like the execution was Yeah, great. and you know that there's yeah. gonna be a moment where there's like a reset button and they're just pulling like a new fifty-two and or like a flashpoint. Yeah. And then all the stuff that's happening inevitably is gonna be kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Like 
But if the book itself is entertaining enough and right. well, like well written, then it doesn't matter if it doesn't really tie into the main story for me as long as I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I think I wish that wasn't a one shot. It would have been yeah, maybe so, three issues. Hank Johnson, agent of Hydra, is it's kind of like a day to day life of yeah. just one of the, like the faceless grunts of Hydra. Yeah, it had the tone of Hawkeye. It had that sort of modern, like snappy dialogue. It's him dealing with being like you know, kicked in the face by Nick Fury and one of his friends dying. And then they go to the funeral and Modoc is there and yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> and then he's being like sexually harassed by Madame Hydra and it's, and they're arguing over who's going to take the kids to like softball and they, and, they, and they play softball against like shield agents. Like it's, it's true. Not and against like, aim. I feel like that would be there. Well, he was going to get a job at aim. Oh. And made, there's like a joke about the hats and it's yeah. great. Yeah. Like it's so funny. The fact that aim pays more, but like, he's like, I don't want to work with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody hates each other. And like, I do think like, yeah, it was kind of like a, just a funny book, but I think it would like, I do want to know more about like who gets recruited to Hydra and like, yeah. What makes them be like, oh, you know what? Like everything's wrong in the world. And actually in Secret Warriors, Jonathan Hickman's first like Marvel book, he does Loved kind of it. talk about that where he like, they just recruit college kids to join Hydra because- well, who wants to join an organization whose like motto is basically like, well, you're probably going to get killed, but then somebody else will step up to take your place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a good book and I highly recommend reading it. You? Yeah, definitely. It's a one shot. You should pick it up. What other, let me ask you guys then, what of the Secret Wars crossovers have resonated with you right now? I'm really enjoying Thor's. Oh, I think yeah. Sean agrees. Um, Who said it was like Hill Street Blues with hammers? I did not say that. <laughs> that was you. I think <laughs> Even you said you that read and it? it's great. Um, Maybe I read that on the internet. Probably. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's sort of a detective Thor story. I guess we just like detectives. Yeah, uh, that's true. This week. But um, I think the best part is that every cop in this is Thor. And like Thor is always just kind of this egomaniac. Well, not egomaniac, but very like cocky, like I'm the greatest. So you have an entire yeah. police force of people being like, I'm the greatest. So I'm definitely going to lead. And they're like, wait a second, I'm the greatest. I'm definitely going to lead. <laughs> and that's kind of entertaining. Yeah. And it's fun because you have like different iterations of Thor's that we've seen in different continuities. Plus just like, random people that they decide to make a frog thor there's a frog thor definitely a frog Uh, beta ray bills there yeah uh there's like ultimate thor lady thors yeah all kinds of thors thor Groot thor um so basically i don't know how much do we want to spoil issues when we talk about them spoil Um, them away yeah Yeah, Yeah, we should probably say that right that we're gonna spoiler (laughs) the books we talk about if you haven't read your favorite comic books by thursday and they come out on wednesday what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) uh so there's a murder uh, that's happening, and then they slowly realize that all of the victims of the of the serial killer um, are actually the same person, and they put it together that it's Jane Foster, and yeah, that's and of course kind of because it, it's sort of and there's on. like a Loki character who's kind of this crazy person, and oh, and there's a Thor who is from the six. I think it's the six one six Thor. Yeah, the unworthy. Yeah, Thor. and mm-hmm. so he doesn't have a hammer uh, in the universe. But he's now helping the other Ultimate Thor. Thor. Ultimate Thor, who was the <laughs> lead on the invest. This is such a weird. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Thor, good costume. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's helping the Ultimate Thor, who is the lead on the investigation of the murders, but now has been kicked out of the Thor corpse. Uh, and they're kind of being yeah. now rogue police officers, but they're Thors. I don't know. It's just funny and cool. Yeah. Now, did you have. Just make another human torture. Um, yeah. Here you go. I'm going to say my favorite Secret Wars book so far, um, because I can't say Thor's, is going to be Siege. 
I really like Siege. I didn't think I necessarily was going to go into it, but I think because it ties into the greater Secret Wars just a little bit more, even though it's not over yet, it's been fun to read. I really like Abigail Brand as a character. I think mm-hmm. if you're talking about, especially this kind of movement for it, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because I have to be politically correct, but like <laughs> there's all these kind of new women characters and female characters coming out mm-hmm. that are like these strong empowered characters. But I think Abigail Brand, even though she was created by Joss Whedon, which is kind of a giveaway, mm-hmm. is has been this character for a while. And like I do want to see her in more things. Yeah, uh, Siege, I... <laughs> tried to read the first one and it didn't didn't capture my imagination so if you could sell me on it i mm. would okay um no it's great like i think what's the creative team so it's kieran gill in writing yep who wrote for abigail brand in his sword miniseries yeah sword he wrote uncanny x-men he actually he was has a he was canceled twice because he wrote it at 554 when they stopped it and then he wrote the 20 issue run that they rebooted when they did like the marvel now yeah so he he's twice been uh, canceled as an uncanny writer yep but he's great. Like he's got that really modern kind of quirky tongue in cheek. And we were talking about it earlier about like his, all the puns around people's names. It's true. And they're kind of, he gets away with it somehow. Yeah. You know, some of them are like a little cutesy, like Nick the Fury and the Endless Summers. And like the idea is that Abigail Brand is in charge of guarding this wall that mm-hmm. protects all the little battle world, like provinces yeah. from the Marvel zombies, the Ultron armies and everything like that that's kind of in the badland, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you get to see like this defense mount that's over and over again. And you kind of realize that the wall itself is Ben Grimm. The oh, thing. really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only book where they have the wall as being the thing? Yeah. What does it say in one part? He goes, well, it's really the only I can't one. hang on much longer. Hurry or soon it'll be crumbling time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's like, it's just like little shit like that where you're like, okay, that's cute, but it's still fun. Mm-hmm. And like. Kang is a douche. Yeah. You get Kang the Conqueror who's just like, I'm going to like, I'm, I should be leading. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, you shouldn't. So it kind of has that. I almost want to say the dynamic of like Malcolm Reynolds and Jane from Firefly. Okay. Where it's just like, oh, like, yeah, you think you should be in charge, but you shouldn't. He writes smart women characters. Great. Leah from his Journey to Mystery run is in there as well. Um, And who's with magic, right? Yep. She's great in it. Yeah. And I thought that the first issue was amazing. And the second issue was just like the same as the first. And it was kind of. And then the third issue like was and they fantastic. play around all and right. like not just because Kang is in it, but they play around with timelines so well. So like all throughout this book, you kind of see this uh, countdown coming to like how many days until the wall falls, how many days till the wall falls, and then there's this giant battle. And again, spoilers: um, the one team is victorious, like the good guys. Like yeah, oh, things are looking good. The wall. Nice. And then all of a sudden, Thanos walks in, <laughs> and not just like any battle world Thanos, like the it draws Thanos. big, massive. Yeah, and, and he's, he's j- like the six one six. So he's just I'm like, like, hey, I want to give myself up, like arrest me. Yeah. And then at the very last page, it says one day until the wall crumbles, and then you're like, yes, Thanos <laughs> is going to do something awesome, and it's going to be sweet, and I can't wait to not kiss girls because <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Those weird robots that Gillen created in his Uncanny Run that look like if Silver Surfer had sex with his board and it was born, and okay. it's called Unit, right? Actually, those come from Sword, but yeah. But and there was like typos all through the last yep. issue, which drove me crazy. Like they kept really? writing "unite." Yeah, Seriously? unless that's a new thing. Maybe because a, there's two of them. Because there's two of them. Because there's two of them. Maybe that's on purpose. Yeah, there you go. it probably is. <laughs> oh, he's so smart. He <laughs> thought didn't he just slip through. He tricked me into thinking he messed up. Uh, or you get a no prize. All right, you might have you might have sold me on it. Yeah. Um, how much do you think it's going to tie in though, or do you think it's just going to be like the wall falls in the main story, and that's just about as 
Yeah. Is that as tie as related the tie-ins are going to get, do you think? Probably. No, I don't know. I think the wall falling is going to be a significant event in the whole storyline because it's going to create like Doom's going to have to go to war and betray him, like his real identity maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to like cause, because the rule of the Baronies in the battle world is that you have to stay like within your own borders, except for old man Logan who's doing whatever the fuck he wants. Well, yeah. Because he's Wolverine. Which is another great time. Yeah, Old Man Logan, also fantastic. Yeah, so Bendis writing that and Andreas Sorrentino doing his incredible artwork that he's known for. And I find that the one thing I didn't like about Sorrentino before is he always used a super limited color palette, like when he was doing Eye Vampire and Arrow for DC. But in this, it's way more varied. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm excited. And he's going to continue. We know now that that's going to be one of the books that continue from Marvel in their all-new, all-different fall lineup. And it's going to be written by... Jeff Lemire. Yeah, our local boy, Jeff Lemire. Yeah, yeah, who's pretty much writing every book that I'm interested in right Which now. Which I'm totally cool with. But <laughs> yeah, he's great. I think yeah. uh, that's a great segue to talk about upcoming. We have the Marvel previews book with us, and I think we're pretty much after Ta-da. Secret Wars. <laughs> yeah, what's going to come out? I don't out, know where the cameras are. <laughs> what's going to come out is a whole bunch of relaunch books. So I know if you want to talk about any books that you're excited about, I think I'll... Uh, grab the one that I'm most excited about and take it first, which is Daredevil by okay, Charles yeah. <laughs> Sully. Um, because Charles Sully used to be a right, uh, actual lawyer. Yeah, I knew he used to be a and lawyer. And I think it's cool that they're bringing Daredevil back to New York. Like, I love Mark Wade's run on Daredevil, which we'll talk about in a second. But he's bringing Daredevil back to New York. He's going to have his secret identity again. And it's just going to be some good, solid Daredevil writing. Is um, he going to be practicing law? How are they going to do that? Comic books. It doesn't matter. Make a deal with the <laughs> devil. Uh, there'll be a way. And I, I don't care because I just, I love Daredevil in New York working just to protect a small neighborhood. I think every, mm. like a lot of great writers can just do so many great things with Daredevil because he is kind of the Batman of Marvel, but he doesn't have the baggage that comes with Batman. So you can put him through the ringer. You can kill off his supporting cast and it's not like killing off Alfred or something like that. It's, you can put this guy through hell and watch him continue on. And even though he has like this Catholic upbringing too, which is still like plays with that Catholic guilt. I just think he's one of the most interesting characters in comics today. I'm pretty sure Moon Knight is the <laughs> Batman of the Marvel Universe. John. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I actually just read Moon Knight. Uh, really? The Ellis run. Yeah. The Ellis run was supposed to be great. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. All right. Um, is he still crazy? Like does he have multiple personalities yeah. still? Yeah. Hmm. He does. It's kind of like Moon Knight was just cool because it was just like, oh, like this guy could be a superhero or he could be schizophrenic. Or is it all happening in his head? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right. I'm into it. I've never really read that much Daredevil. So maybe this will be a jumping on point for me. Yeah. I'm sure you'll try to get me to read it because you've tried to get me to read Daredevil for pretty much as long as I've been reading it's comics. True. So we'll see if it finally works. It's true. I'm almost a Jehovah's Witness of Murdoch. Yeah, you're, I, I'm actually pretty new to Daredevil. I got into Daredevil issue four of the Mark Wade run when all the crazy reviews were like all over the internet and yep. they were winning every Eisner. And so I managed to pick up, I got two different copies of the first issue and I got number two and number three in second printings, but I have every other issue to the end of the run. And, uh, it was great. Like just so consistently good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. And, uh, uh, I'm cheating by looking at his name. Sam art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was amazing. And who was the guy that did the art? It was similar to Sam Neve, the very cartoon stuff. Ramones? Well, we'll uh, We'll look that up. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. But um, I like his art almost better because he was way more clever with the use of like 
visually representing like how Daredevil's senses were working. Like there's a scene where him and Foggy are crossing the street in New York and there's like all these like little panels of like around like some like dog crap on the floor or somebody's <laughs> music playing. And yeah. it was just like, man, that's what his life must be like. Like he hears all that. He's aware of all this while he's paying attention to this like really serious conversation. Absolutely. So Ian, what yes. are you looking forward to most in the Marvel relaunch? There's uh, there's so many. I can't wait for them to come out because I'm not reading a lot of books right now. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Doctor Strange. Mm, good um, choice. I haven't read a lot of Doctor Strange, so I'm excited. Um, to be fair, there hasn't been a lot of Doctor Strange. <laughs> there hasn't. There's going to be a been movie on, next year, right? Exactly. So I, he's on a new event. He was on a new Avengers team yep. before. Yep. Uh, that's like most of my where most of my knowledge of them comes from. So I'm excited to read a Doctor Strange book. I'm excited for the movie, so it'll be a, a great introduction. And I'm sure that's probably why they put Jason Aaron on it. Um, I really loved what he did with Thor. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what he's going to do with Doctor Strange. Yeah, me too. I love that book. And when we were talking and prepping for the podcast, believe it or not, we prepped for this. Um, that <laughs> I thought sure that him and Bachelor never worked together, but they did. They worked together on Wolverine and the X-Men. Okay. Yeah. But he never did more than like three or four issues in a row. I don't know if he's like a slow artist, which I could Ooh. totally see because his work is so hyper detailed. Yeah. He's yeah. probably one of my top three comic book artists of all time. I loved his wow. work during Age of Apocalypse. I loved his uh, early stuff on Generation X. He's so mm -hmm. good. Um, but I'm hoping that um, they use the, that same kind of rotating team of artists that were yeah. involved in that before. There's another guy whose name I can't remember that was in Generation, uh, I mean, Wolverine the X-Men. So is there, is there rotating our team? <clears throat> well, they kind of went or, back and forth. Because okay. if he takes a long time, I would be a little worried. I don't like delays. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. True. No, I don't think the book will be yeah. delayed. They'll probably, uh, you know, have multiple artists. Yeah. I could see Doctor Strange trying to become a new flagship character. Because... Yeah. Well, they're going to try to promote him with the movie. I don't know how much that actually helps the movies. I think it more helps the comics than anything. Reads the comics as yeah, the movies true. anyways, but... Um, if it's a, it's a good reason to try to revamp the character, yeah. got, they got me interested. So, well, he was a really big character leading up to the events that in like, Secret started Wars. Secret Wars, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and in Secret Wars as well. Like, well, he was in New Avengers, even though he was on Illuminati. one of the Bendis New Avengers teams, yeah. which is, I think, what you're talking about yeah. before. But he was on the New Avengers mm -hmm. book, and he tried to sell his soul to stop the incursion. Oh, events. he didn't try. He well, sure he, sold his soul, but he did not stop the incursions. Yeah, yeah, it was him and Doom at the end against the Beyonders. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of spoilers in this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, and in Secret Wars. I was going to say right he, now, then he dies. Yeah, he played, he played an awesome role in Secret Wars. So. I did not see that coming, by the way. Like, I know we're going on a bit of tangent here, but yeah. did you think that he was going to die? I didn't. I thought, like, he teleported everyone else away. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. like, he would join them or something like that. Yeah, he was um, going to betray them. He was going to be the good guy. Yeah. The conscience. Yeah, so I was I was pretty surprised, and that's always... Hickman's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's always good. So. Yeah, great choice on Doctor Strange. Just him holding a giant axe on the cover. It looks right? like insane. <laughs> Which reminds me of uh, Thor, the Thor book as well. Yeah. So. Did you read Aaron's run on Thor? Yeah, uh, it was great. Yeah, A-Sad Rebeach? The, uh, I can't remember who the artist was on that now. Well, it's, still, it's not over yet. It was A-Sad. Uh, well, the, I... I um, yeah, but I mean, like when it was still like his, his first run before the mm -hmm. renumbering. Yeah, with Isad, yeah. uh, I think his name is. Isad yeah, Rebus. and that art was fantastic. So if he's got a great artist on Doctor Strange, it'll really help sell it. I'm sure. Yeah, amazing. Now, Ryan, what are you most looking forward to? <clears throat> Every X Men related book. <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> There's so many. It's gonna go there. <laughs> You're still yeah. in No, I don't know. I want like uh, I mean Jeff Lemire from reading some interviews online. He's a huge X-Men fan, and they asked him what his favorite runs were, and they were really similar to my own. Like He liked Morrison. Mm -hmm. He liked the Claremont burn. Then he said, oh, pretty much all of that 80s stuff. And he, I guess he just recently, uh, he was reading more of like the uh, Claremont and um, oh, like, who's an artist I'm thinking of? 
after uh, <laughs> John Romita Jr. Yeah. And all that stuff. So, like, I'm excited for that. And I think his book's called Extraordinary X-Men. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the flagship title. And it's sort of them dealing with, um, if you've been on the internet, it's kind of leaked that something happens between mutants and inhumans and something with the Terrigen Mist is, stops them from being able to have kids. And um, I don't know, a lot of people on the internet are saying it's kind of bad. Like, they're just doing the whole House of M thing and the mm-hmm. extinction event of when Genosha was blown up in the Grant Morrison run and everything. But I kind of like it, even though they've been to that well before. The tension that it creates, I think it. we've seen like the mutant well, hysteria and that. It just takes it to another level, and I like it. See, and I saw a few preview pages, and there was people at a protest, like, drawing, like, w- waving signs that say, like, no more muties, no more MPOX. And I always thought that was, a, like, why hadn't anyone written that mutants carry a disease or something that can kill humans because i never understood the differentiation between like oh someone can be like i love spider-man but i hate the mutants i never understood the hate for the mutants because realistically like they are just superheroes Mm -hmm. well they had the legacy virus but that was created by strife only to be passed between mutants but then didn't well, Eliana died. Didn't Wire McTaggart die from that? Maybe. Maybe. Everyone dies (laughs) in the X-Men. Everyone comes back. It's just a thing that happens. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I, I think... Uh, Definitely. I'm also... I'm just curious. To it. I'm a big Lemire fanboy, so all his books I'll be reading. Uh, that one, he's also doing Old Man Logan, um, and he has a couple others, but I can't think of yeah, them Yeah, he has right tons. Now. Jeff yeah. Lemire fans are in for a treat, because he's writing a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's And he's got to fill a vacuum, because there are some guys that are leaving Marvel to focus yeah. only on creator-owned. So one of those guys is Rick Remender. Um, who's done great work at Marvel. Like I loved his Uncanny Avengers and his Uncanny X-Force was incredible. I have like every issue of that and that's it. But isn't that kind of like, I get that Secret Wars is supposed to kind of relaunch this whole new, like new Marvel, all new, all yeah. different. But I love that, that they're getting rid of a lot of the old talent and bringing in new Oh, for talent. sure. <laughs> as long as the new talent's good. Fresh. But that's the thing. Like they'll bring people in and see mm-hmm. like who really is a rising star and who's like successful and give them more. Like that's how kind of the Marvel architecture works. Yep. And I think they're killing it. Like I think it's punk rock to kind of be like. Are you happy that Hickman's leaving? No, but Hickman's taking a break. And I, to be honest, my head can't handle too much more Hickman because <laughs> I love Hickman stuff. But like there's Hickman is best when he's writing a long, long drawn out plot. Like even well, if that's you, all he ever does. Exactly. Yeah. And I get it. Maybe he needs a break. So I'll give have you read break. all of his Fantastic Four run? I have. And the Future Foundation. Yeah. And it's amazing because it even then ties into Secret Wars. Like I think I came up to you at work one day and everyone else gave me weird looks. I'm like, the reason why there's no more Dooms and Reed Richards in Battle World is because in Fantastic Four, uh, the Council of Reeds all died and they collected all the Dooms and Doctor Doom mm-hmm. killed them. And I was like, oh, so this ties into that. And like making oh, yeah. those little things. They shouldn't have walked up to me in the bathroom. That's probably <laughs> Yeah, listen. <laughs> yeah, we got some weird looks, but. Well, there's two reads. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the maker. Yeah, yeah the- which is awesome. I don't I don't know enough about the the whole ultimate universe. So yeah. if you're listeners who don't know what that is, like Marvel decided to breathe new life and they invited some of their newer, more exciting creators. It was like Mark Miller and Brian Michael Bendis, right? And yep. mm-hmm. So they created sort of alternate versions of their main heroes. So a Spider-Man was the main one yep. and the Avengers, which they called the Ultimates. Yep. Yep. And those are the last two universes left in their multiverse that collide in the final incursion event that's mm-hmm. destroying all of creation. Yep. And that's what created Secret Wars. Like, that's the beginning of it. So there's characters from each universe uh, yep. kicking around right now. 
And so this will also be the, I believe, actual final end of the Ultimate Universe. They had so many ultimatums and like... They've been trying to reboot because the Ultimate Universe is coming out. And it looks like Galactus is on the team. Yeah, that was just awesome. But it's going to be set in like... Everything's set in one world. Yeah. As opposed to having the 616 and the Ultimate Universe. They tried to end the Ultimate Universe or revamp it like what, like four or five times? Yeah. Like yep. that. Um, but this is the final nail in the coffin for Did it. you read Hickman's Ultimates run? Yes, I did. Because I, so. I read it going into Secret Wars, actually. Yeah, I heard it was amazing. I never with, read it. Um, so what happens with Ultimate Fantastic Four is Reed Richards ends up being a villain. And so the Fantastic Four has to, and like the Ultimates have to come in together. I think it's an ultimate end where he's revealed to be like this mastermind villain. Mm-hmm. And in Hickman's universe, he creates this entire city state that's full of all these future children and stuff like that. So it's pretty much if you take Reed Richards, the smartest man in the universe, and have him turn into a villain. And that's what it's about. And it's phenomenal. It's a really good, interesting like take on everything. And that kind of leads into Secret Wars. I would highly recommend reading it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Ultimate Spider-Man, I read a little of that like with uh, Miles Morales Miles. As, yep. uh, as Spider-Man. He's going to be in the continuing universe. Yes, we're going to have and multiple. So there's so Spider-Man. many Spider-Man books. Pass me that book. Like, <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of Spider-Man. It's crazy. Well, so there's going to be two Spider-Men, Peter Parker and Miles Morales. And then on top of yeah. that, there's a couple Spider-Women. People love Spider. Spider-Gwen and there's Silk something. There's Silk. There's well, still there's Spider-Woman. There's the Spider-Woman. There's Space Knight, Venom Space Knight. Spider-Pig, I think, is on one. Because they still have the Spider. They have a Spider-Verse book. Peter Porker. This Peter Porker. Spectacular yeah. Spider-Ham is in Web Warriors. Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. There's just so Silk, many. Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman. Yep. And she's pregnant. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. Do you think any of those are going to get canceled? Yeah. Which ones? Carnage. I think Carnage is well, going to get canceled. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Although Carnage is supposed to be like a horror book, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, I could see Spider-Woman or Silk being canceled because I've read both Spider-Woman and Silk. And so the far, same. they're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, spider baby. Exactly. They're, it's pretty much a spider baby. They're just like, what adju- or what nouns can we put spider in front of? And I don't see think she's happens. pregnant. I think this is a red herring. She was uh, chewing gum, and <laughs> it's just gonna burst, and spiders are gonna come out. I'd like just to see the superhero that got fat, like just the superhero that gave up. She's just a little bloated that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some. Uh, I don't think that's gonna last. Scarlet Witch. James no, Robinson writing it though. Yeah, I think Scarlet Witch could be cool, but I don't really care to read it. So Jason Aaron and Russell Dotterman are continuing on Mighty Thor. Is that the artist you're trying to think of, Russell Dotterman? He's Maybe. the new one on the on the new arc. He took over when it became like Girl Thor. No, I was thinking of the one before that. That's the East Side of Readers. Yeah. Then. That is... Uh, Amadeus Cho. Yeah, that was Amadeus Cho. The They're new, talking about totally the awesome, right totally awesome I gotta, like, You can't the, just point doing at Doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm just pointing. <laughs> Luckily, I was here to film. I'm emoting. <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, I'm pretty excited about all the Marvel books coming out because it's always yep. fun just to be like, oh, there's a whole bunch of new like jumping off points. I can read all these, figure out what I like and see what excels. And that's what I think comics can do. They can throw a yeah. whole bunch of stuff at the wall, see what sticks and whatever happens, happens. I, so, I, I, I'm we like the new Avengers book, I think is going to be great. It's going to be a change in tone from the heavy, long form science fiction of Hickman because Mark Wade's writing it yep. mm-hmm. right after, after he's done with Daredevil. And it looks like they're going to have like, it's probably going to be a twice a month book because they got two solid artists on here, Adam Kubert and Mahmoud Asrar. Yep. All um, right. And it's an interesting team. We've got the Sam Wilson, Captain America, Iron Man, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, Miss Marvel, Division, and uh, Thor. Like the Lady female, Thor. Lady Thor, yeah. 
right. So cool. now, do you guys have any books coming up that you're really looking forward to? Obviously, we're looking forward to whenever the new issue of Secret War ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think just the ones that we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, if we're going to just talk about books that I have been enjoying, I'm really enjoying Dark Side War in Justice League. Oh, yeah. Or that, Dark Seed War, however you do. I say Dark Side. Yeah, Dark Side. I think it's really cool. I like when the new gods can be brought in and done really well. I think Mr. Miracle is an awesome character, and I wish he was used in more things. And I think Jeff Johns is actually kind of like on top of his game. We just, of, uh, we just haven't been talking about DC enough for you. That's what that yeah, was. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we haven't talked about Image enough, to be honest, because there's so That's many very great true. Image books. I, like, yeah. I, I would say that... And recently I switched from a lot of image books. So I was buying them monthly and I'm, I trade waiting. And I'm at that awkward moment where I'm done buying the single issues mm-hmm. with a couple of them. So uh, like Black Science, I'm waiting for the next trade to come out so I can read that. Uh, Low also, I loved the first uh, five or six issues in that first story arc. So I'm waiting for the next trade to come out there. Um, what else was there that I was reading? I have uh, Morning Glories. Um, yeah. What was the one that I told you to read that you didn't end up liking, but I still liked? I can't even remember what it's called now. Breaking Dawn? No. Nope. No, that's a Twilight <laughs> That's movie. a Twilight book. <laughs> um, Manifest yeah. Destiny. Yeah. Chew. There's so many good image Chew, books. Chew, that's right a now. great one. You guys are both um, reading Saga, right? Do you read Saga? Saga. Saga's yeah. phenomenal. Oh, um, Frank. Kayvon. Are you reading mm-hmm. We Stand on Guard? Yes. I... The two issues that have come out? Three. Only two. Oh, three, oh, oh, no. three. three came out? Three. I think oh. maybe even four. Did I think come out there's no way there's four of them. I maybe thought there's only three. two. No, there's definitely three. We both think there's two, so I think you might be wrong. No, I, yeah. I'm never wrong. That's my superpower, and I'm pretty sure there's three. Unless it so, just came out this week. Uh, we Stand on Guard is about Canada going to war with the United States, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's been really cool. It's Brian Kivon, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's different than I thought it would be, but it's still been really good. Yeah. Um set it's more after the wars happened and there's a resistance fighter group in canada called the the two fours yep because why not they're really leading into a lot of the uh puns if you can think of a pun about canada it's probably it's, in this it's book. been in it um it kind of got off the first issue was a little maybe a little bit of a slow start um in my opinion but I that's really, because it was a guy apologizing was, for a war. He looked out his window and people were being blown up. And then in front of his family, his face is melted up. Yeah, slow start's How the much wrong quicker do you want to start? <laughs> slow start might be the wrong word. Um, I, I know what you mean. After yeah. it jumps into the future, then it's yeah. kind of a slow burn. Um, but two is good. And apparently I have to check out three. Yeah. I love the yeah. way Canada is portrayed in comic books. Like we're the type of nation that, uh, you know, brainwash people and fill their skeleton with metal and turn them into like a... Assassins, yeah, and <laughs> but we also got Alpha Flight, and then is... we and then we send, hey, that's our medal, so yeah. give yeah. it back. <laughs> We're gonna send our our superpowered team to get it back. Yeah, I like Alpha Flight. <laughs> I, I feel as though like I have to because I'm Canadian, but I've read you know what? I don't know Alpha enough Flight. about Alpha Flight to say whether yeah. or not I like them. Exactly. The only thing I remember reading is way back in the day the X Men Alpha Flight crossover, and uh, that was set in. Um, it was in Asgard. Well, not really Asgard, but Loki had come to Earth and turned part of the world into Asgard. Comic books. It was yeah. so great. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, it was New Mutants. It was really good. So do we do our book of the or required reading? What's that? Say? Yeah. So yeah, we can just maybe talk about what we're going to do going mm-hmm. forward. Um, yeah, why don't you explain what the required reading is? So every week we will be assigning reading, so to speak, for our podcast listeners. We're going to be reading these books. We're going to be talking about these books. You might as well read along and kind of figure out what we're talking about. Um, yeah. So our first one is going to be Secret Wars. The, not the Jonathan Hickman one that's happening now because 
it's not coming out fast enough. No. But the one from 1985, <laughs> I think it was, written by Jim Shooter. Yeah, 45, I think. And it was yeah. basically um, a 12 issue limited series that was created by uh, basically a toy manufacturer wanted to make um, action figures. So they wanted a comic book that just had all of them in at once. So Jim Shooter had this, he was the editor in chief at the time, and he came up with the idea of this book where they would be teleported to a battle world planet by this like omniscient all all powerful being called the beyonder and then just to see what would happen and uh i um i just i have the trade like they released it right before secret wars and i haven't read it since i was probably 14 i remember being amazing back then and i have a (laughs) feeling it's not going to stand up to the test of time yeah we're not going to do secret wars 2 uh as like uh that the best part of secret wars 2 is when spider-man taught the beyonder how to poop I mean, I haven't read Secret Wars too, but now I want to. Yeah, I, I well, read that. I need to learn how to poop, so that covers two of my like checks. Yeah, yeah you just need to meet Spider Man. He'll help. Yeah. He'll hook you up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're gonna read that. So if you want to read it uh, and then listen to what we have to say about it, um, and then each week we will also be doing actually maybe monthly we'll be doing a versus issue where we will each pick one thing to debate and argue about and see who comes out on top. So for instance, we could say pick someone of the X-Men who's going to be the best wingman at a bar or who your favorite writer is out of Grant Morrison, Neil Gaiman, uh, Alan Moore, those type of things. So if you ever have any suggestions, please let us know. Yeah, I think what we're going to try to do is to have those versus contests be held by people who are listening. And so then we'll just read the best arguments. So we'll let you know what the argument's going to be. Then we'll read your responses. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's pretty much what we have for Comics and Cocktails. Uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And until next week. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, see you then. Take care.